Does that sound good? (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I chat with my friend Molly. Now, I've known Molly for quite a long time as we get into it at the start of the podcast. Um, the reason, One of the reasons I want to speak to her is because she's always been an incredibly interesting individual and always quite busy. I mean, as well as being a performing artist and having her own sort of passions and hobbies and being semi-self-employed, which we do delve into, um, she has three jobs. Um, it's like an events producer and facilitator, a marketing officer and a creative collaborator or... Along those sorts of lines of those sort of three things, um, she does go into more details in part one and part two of the podcast of what she actually does sort of do. So as a sort of brief summary, we talk about, at the very start, we talk about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit for a few minutes, but we do get off that. We, I don't want people tuning into this and just listening to us to talk about Lord of the Rings and think that's the whole podcast. Um, so we talk about that, we talk about altruism, uh, we talk about stereotypes a little bit, as well as uh, Molly's one-woman show that she did, um, admitting when you're wrong and how uh, failure is healthy. Um, and we also get into quite a lot about sort of education and university uh, in England um, and sort of how to... Or kind of pursuing a passion in life and how Molly kind of went around doing it essentially it's um it's very hard to summarize a podcast like this uh it, because it's not like one specific moment that was spoken about it's kind of like a long uh was a long conversation you know we we all the subjects kind of go together quite nicely and we go on a nice amount of healthy tangents so yeah as I said, this is part one, and part two will be out next week, and at the end of this uh, chat, I'll come back at the end and talk about all the usual sort of jargon. Um, you know, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all the usual social media jazz, uh, and just before we get started, there's a promo from the False Starts podcast. I'll put a bit of detail to them in the uh, description as well, and I'll be, imagine, shouting them out on Twitter and all that sort of jazz, so look out for that, and after the promo, we'll be on to the show. Hello, this is False Starts podcast. And we talk about those films that set themselves up for a sequel that never came. Here's an episode condensed into 60 seconds. Please to be enjoy. What's our, what's our poisons then? You get what you're given. That's some foul stuff. Does this film confirm the existence of God? Dum 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 dum. Oh such God. a look of confusion on my face here. Yeah, can, can we do a quick mini review of, of 4DX? <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. I had to go sit on the stairs because it was just more enjoyable. And he time. looks he looks at the naked lady in front of him and immediately 150 pressurized egg whites shoots all over him. <laughs> egg white. But what, but what was the point in even, even including it? To calm his nerves. Probably but we just don't placebos. need him to calm his why He did. Have, yes, we he did. did. Why not just have shoot him up be calm? <laughs> just <laughs> cut the scene. The film is two hours long! <laughs> Just cut the scene! So this, was, this was a manic time. Yes, this was a bit... This is insanity. <laughs> what happened to us, I feel? I guess we'll wrap things up. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Just type full stars pod in. Mm, full stars pod in. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of pod in. That's pretty much how the shows go. We'll just use that. <laughs> Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. We to try and sort of guide the conversation. Is that to like make money from it, do you think, or is it... I can, at some point. I'd have to have so many listeners, though. The, the, one of the things that a lot of people are doing is... Um, 
Patreon. That's quite a that's where people like I release the content for free, but then people if they want to pay can send me a certain amount of money a month. I do that with a couple of people. Yeah, and you can do just, private things for them. Can't yeah, you? you can. Excuse me, you can release uh, <laughs> some private shows. <laughs> no one wants to see that kind of private show. Um, but I've already started Sexual recording. Noises. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got you saying that. Got it. Bam. Um, oh, yeah. Mick. Nicely done. Nicely done. Naughty. Right then, I'm here uh, with my friend Molly and <laughs> Molly the Wally, and we're going to talk about yeah. whatever. I haven't seen each other since school, I think. So that was when so, we were. Uh, how many years is that? Um, we were sixteen, I think. So it's been about eight, eight years. Mm. Mm, it's been a long time. Mm. And we just spent the last three hours eating fish and chips. Well, fish and chips without the, the fish. Yeah. Fish and chips without the fish, but with the sausage, sausage instead. Sausages. Yeah. But it doesn't sound right. If you say sausage and chips, people don't understand. It's chips from a fish and chip shop. Yes. And also. Yes. Sausage, yeah. Sat on a nice Weymouth beach. Looking out, you've you've got the best view of think anyone's house I think I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Mm. I might have to actually take a picture of that and then yes. post it when I uh, post it's this. It's nice to wake up to at seven a.m. every morning. Um, they've got a truck out here that um, sort of rakes all the sand every morning. Oh. Seven a.m. Seven a.m. Is it loud? No, I just I sometimes I'm awake. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that. I'm awake. Sometimes, sometimes I just sometimes I'm awake. Yeah, I'm gonna... Mike's now taking a photograph. That is it. I'll try to do it subtly so no one can hear it. But... Right near the Helter Skelter. That so, is, yeah. So now anyone can find me, actually. Well, actually, I did. the picture I've got isn't of the Helter Skelter. That's okay. quite picturesque. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I'm not going to... That's nice. Looks yeah. like we're in Hawaii. It does, but we're not. We're in Britain, which is very, very different from Hawaii. <laughs> very different. It couldn't always be less, but there's a lot of women who are quite scantily clad on the beach. Yes. But there's also a lot of dudes with bad tattoos with scantily clad mm. on the beach, so... Not really my, not really my jam. I have interest. Um, I don't think I asked you this before we start recording. Do you have any tattoos, and do you like tattoos? I don't have any tattoos. I like tattoos. I have piercings for anyone who doesn't know me. Yeah, I can't see you. Just right now. my lip piercings yeah. and some ear piercings. But other than that, no tattoos. I um, <clears throat> did think about getting a tattoo of me. Of a few, <laughs> right on my thigh, you know, quite close. Inner thigh. Yes. Yeah, right, quite as close, close as possible. Yeah. yeah, so your boyfriend could just see me. Or... <laughs> see every time. Um, but I'm naked. Anyway, now everyone's thinking about that. We'll swiftly move on. I, I was going to get a tattoo of a turtle, or actually a tortoise. Um, no, definitely a turtle, sea turtle. Yeah. Because um, my friend, Zoe, like my best friend, I call Zoe the turtle. And oh, I just okay. got like this sort of obsession with turtles. Okay. And I was going to get one on my foot. No. So. Well, fair enough. Why didn't you? Just because my feet are fat, really. That's the reason. And I just thought, actually, I don't. I could draw a nice picture of a turtle and don't need to have it on my body. <laughs> actually, I don't. And it costs money. It does know? cost money. It it costs mine costs 350 quid. Wow. Is yeah. that the one on your arm? There? Yeah, yeah, that one. It's very colourful. Yeah, well, it's mainly red and black because I'm so edgy, but no, yeah, it's Star just, Wars. Yeah. Yeah, just getting a whole sleeve. Got some more money. Are you? Going, whole going, Star Wars sleeve. Whoa. Yeah, I really like Star That's Wars. commitment. It is commitment, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to get the other arm yet. Are you yet. sure? You're going both? Not both of Star Wars, no. This okay. one's going to be Star Wars. This one... Harry Potter. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was half tempted to just have loads of other cool shit I like. You know, like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, I yes. Love Lord of the Rings. I've, I haven't, I've only just started watching the extended editions. I've, I haven't watched any of those yet. I My mum's got Blu-ray. them. I got them all in plastic wrappers still. So you're not allowed to touch them. Ever. Yeah, it's yeah. not happening. Do you see the Hobbit films? Yeah. What do you think of the Hobbit films compared to the Lord of the Rings? Mm, 
it's a good question. Because I, I they're think they're different, aren't they? They're just really different. Um, I think Hobbit are really consistent, but Lord of yeah, the Rings, Lord... the third one, is better than almost any movie yeah. I've ever seen. It's yeah. Just, yeah, well, it's because it's um, through different periods of time, isn't it? Really, pretty much. Yeah, it's just like it's a it's a big story sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, I really like the Hobbit movies. Actually, they're quite easy, really easy yeah. to watch. Yeah. Um, and I used to read the Hobbit when I was. Oh, did you? Very yeah, little. Jasmine did as well. Um, in year four, when I went to Stubbington, I took The Hobbit with me and I had it under my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so when I watched The Hobbit, the one thing that I remembered from the book was them hanging up all their cloaks. Hmm. Uh, that's like the only thing that I can remember from the, reading the book when I was little. Well, Legolas wasn't in the book, so they've, uh, they just yeah. shouldered him they in there. They just thought, you know, everybody likes... Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, pretty eyes and... It's like wooden Long actor. dashing hair. It's like a wooden actor. It's just like, you know, he, he basically is the same general thing all the time. And it's like, well, he, he needs a He was really boring, really, in The Hobbit, I found. He just... Yeah, he was also really unnecessary. Um... I, mean, I think the, the movie's great, but there's that bit, which I, loads of people bring it up, but in the third Hobbit film, where he's on that bridge thing and it breaks, and there's stones falling down, and mm. he jumps off the stones that are falling back up, and it's like, well, elves are light-footed. It's like... Okay, there's light-footed and there's literal complete... That doesn't make Defying. any sense. It's like you can't put pressure on some on a rock that's falling to, enough to ninja. jump off it. Come on, you can't He's, question him. The, the ninja the What ninja I elf. really like about um, the Lord of the Rings films, in the films, is yeah. like the competition. Or between Gimli and yeah. Legolas. That's I amazing. I love it so much. Two towels and stuff. Yeah, like. that's like my favourite bit. And then Le- the Legolas takes down the big creature. And then he counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> Still counts as one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, their that. chemistry is fantastic, yeah. They're great movies. Um, but we could just talk about Lord of the Rings this whole time. Yeah, How about that? We, we I'll should. come down here, I'll travel down to Weymouth, <laughs> two-hour two drive, just to record us talking about Lord of the Rings for two hours. <laughs> Um, I was going to say because I've, I've written I wrote some notes but when I say some notes I mean literally four three, words three or four well, words so. when I came down here I didn't know I knew vaguely what you did mm. but I didn't know enough so I was like I can't write questions or yeah, write any proper really. notes yeah. and now that we've spoken about it so we'll try not to repeat everything that we we discussed mm. it's like we, we spoke about so much and it was so much it was just so interesting it's life stories yeah, going that's, on. that's it exactly but everyone who knows about me see so it's going to be me talking about you asking about you so yeah so um, I think one of the things is probably, it's like theatrical uh, sort of vein of things. I think that's probably where it started. Because you, um, you went to uni, didn't you? And, mm. um, was it theatre production you did? Yeah, so um, in school, I did loads of creative stuff. Mm. Did um, All of my GCSEs were creative. Mm. Did art, drama, dance and music. I did music before and after school because you're only allowed to take three GCSEs. <laughs> and um, fast tracked and dance because I thought that was like my calling. I used to love dance. So I did AS level in in school, but then after that I had enough. <laughs> I was <laughs> that's like, that's enough. Felt. It was really like competitive and sort of whiny. Clicky. And female dancers could only dance, you know, femininely, mm. if that's even a word, right. you know. And I didn't like that. We had a dance company come in who are still running now, as far as I'm aware, mm. called Two Faced Dance Company. Right. They're a whole male um, performance company and they're amazing. Mm. I was literally like, or inspired because they were doing male contemporary dance and it included like popping and locking okay. and sort of break dancing yeah. and just those basic skills and well not basic skills but using the yeah. basic skills from those practices mm. in their dance and I was like that's amazing I don't want to be doing any of this airy fairy bullshit <laughs> I like that sort of stuff yeah I was more of a tomboy I guess when I was growing up I was 
sort of just comfortable I think being Molly. You were almost you're almost the the first almost taste of gender fluidity in a sense. Yeah. Not not that you were male you were you were ever like, oh I'm male now, but like you it was never like a lot of people, um, it's more so of women because with men it's a slightly different case. Like mm. I was never really a manly man, but I like yeah. a lot of nerdy stuff. But it was yeah. like I never really did anything very air quotes feminine or very mm. female but yours you never you never did anything male or female you just kind of did a bit of everything yeah and it was like yeah i like dance but i like doing this as well and mm. i like doing that and it was just you were it's weird because obviously people who don't know you um, yeah. with we went to school together and oh, yeah. you were just universally you were liked by everyone in the year mm. you were just and there you was were the, this one guy who didn't like me but let's but, not bring that up okay <laughs> <laughs> the one the, the one the um one. But apart it wasn't from, very nice to me, but oh, not, oh that one, yes, mm. yeah, yeah, I won't bring him up. Um, <laughs> apart from them, but um, yeah, because you were the prom queen as well. Yeah, Robin. Well, Robin, he's, yes, he's my long to, time best friend. He's moved to. I don't know really where he is. Yeah. or Lithuania I've, or something yeah, like that. I've kind of lost contact with him, but you know we've been close friends growing up, um, and it was amazing, like being prom queen and king. Yeah, but it was for you. <laughs> you? No, I didn't it was that. also really sad. I, I it was a really boat. sad moment for me, really. Uh, it's not really my story to tell, but, you know, Robin's mum had not long passed away and mm. she was my second mum, really. Oh, okay. I loved her. She's yeah. amazing. She's one of the best people I've ever met. Mm. Real role model. Because Robin was earth. one of Reese's best friends as well. Yeah. And obviously, Reese has been on this podcast for me yeah. a couple of times, so I'm not to live with him. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was a sad moment, but mm. also, like, really nice moment because mm. Maria didn't get to see that. Yeah. And I was sort of that, I actually cried. <laughs> okay, yeah. I had a little cry on prom day because nice. it was like, you know, she's not here to see it, but mm. also, you know, she would have been super proud about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a weird one with parents, isn't it? Because obviously, where my dad uh, passed away when I was 19, no, 21. I keep no nineteen. It is nineteen now. God damn! I moved out when I was twenty-one. I always get this yeah. mixed up. Yeah, it was when I was nineteen, and it's one of those weird things when um, there's never going to be an ideal time for your parents to die because it's, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's awful no matter what. But like, if you're like, even if you've got grandkids and they're like ten, mm. and then your parents die, that mm. still sucks because yeah. like, oh, now my parents can't see my grandkids grow up. Yeah. And there's, there's always All that the that, that they, thing. Yeah, yeah. My, my my biggest thing that upsets me about dad is um, he loved Star Wars, so uh, that's part of the reason I got the Star Wars tat. Yeah. Um, excuse me, but um, him not being able to see the new Star Wars films. Um, but the main thing is just whenever if uh, I have kids, he won't be able to meet them. That's yeah. that's the main thing uh, of it's anything a else. Stabby stab, isn't it? Yeah, it's heart. just it's one of those things. Oh, it kind of sucks. I mean, fortunately, he got to meet my brother's uh, children, which is mm. it's a nice little thing, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, uh, unfortunately, the one of my brothers. So I've got two nephews and two nieces, and the nieces are with one of my brothers, and the nephews with another brother. So, oh. but the the nephews probably won't ever remember dad because they're quite young but yeah. whereas my nieces do both of them, mm. you know, so it's a uh, that's quite a nice thing um but yeah with that prom thing i remember prom and uh i just look like a right prat i look like a butler people call me chives because really? like well you know in drake and josh uh i think <laughs> the, they call uh, when josh is driving i think they call drake calls him chives oh. or something similar to that and the guys call me chives i had a little bow tie on and a little, you look cute you I, look good i didn't look good you brushed up well <laughs> i certainly didn't i look all right in a suit now but then oh, i look like no, a butler no you were fine you were fine <laughs> we had great time yeah i had dreadlocks yeah um had to wear a dress which was but it was 50 quid off really yeah i bought it online didn't spend more than 100 quid on prom um, nice Bought some new lipstick, bought some high heels that I didn't actually wear until I had to put that crown on. I had to put my shoes back on. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Bought some sunglasses, bought some sunnies, got Sunny some fake, eyel- eye- fake eyelashes, purple, bright purple. Interesting choice buying sunglasses for a prom that was in the evening. Yeah, well, <laughs> I bought them. They weren't for prom, but I was like, oh, these are really cool. I've got to just so buy it with them. them. Yeah. Just got to bring them with me because, yeah. you know, it's five quid. Got to use it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I we rented, I rented a suit or something, or the bow tie. Oh, I really? Was, yeah, from, I think it was Moss Bros or something like that in town. How much was that, though? Oh, like renting. My parents paid for it. But it was, oh. I think buying buying a proper nice. They, they spent it's a fair only amount one of money. night, isn't it? So yeah, like, I think it was, I think it cost like forty ish quid to rent or something with a bit of deposit. But then buying geez. it, it's like two hundred. Is, is yeah. that? It was something ridiculous like yeah. that. Yeah. stuff. The thing is with me now is I'm so, I can't be asked for formality in a way. I mean, I work mm. as an insurance broker, so I just want to wear, wear. I'd ideally wear pajamas because like if obviously wear, it's a really nice day and I've come to Weymouth, so I'm wearing semi. Uh, I wouldn't say professional in any way, but I'm wearing shorts and a top. But mm. if we were recording at my place, um, which what normally happens, I'm in pajama bottoms, mm. normally either Star Wars or Marvel pajamas, and then the top is just something big and baggy, and that's yeah. it. Sometimes well, a hoodie. That's sort of how I roll. Yeah, it's just like I'm all about comfort. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And it's yeah. like when I have to look good, I do like putting on a suit for someone's wedding, because when everyone's in a suit, everyone looks really good. Everyone makes the effort, it looks cool. Yeah. But I'm, uh, it's that workplace. I don't like having to be formal well, in the no, workplace. Do you have to be yeah. formal? Except for I, for I wear a. That's why I'm in the artsy, because I don't have to dress up. Well, exactly. Wear well, whatever with, I want. Well, within on reason. On Fridays, it's casual Fridays. Um, yeah, which is Ben what, has that. Yeah. Um, yeah. My boyfriend, Ben. For yeah. anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, anyone who doesn't know Molly personally. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who doesn't know. My Just boyfriend. in case. But everyone already knows you, so it's fine. Yeah. You don't need to pre <laughs> you don't need to pretext that. Um, I, I, yeah, it's casual, you know, t-shirt, trousers, t-shirt, jeans, that sort of thing. I can't, yeah. I, I've worn this a couple of times, but it shows off a bit too much chest hair, am I? I want to clarify, oh. I haven't suddenly become, <laughs> I haven't suddenly become a Christian, by the way, no. since we've known each other. <laughs> it's like, my, my dad had a St. Christopher. I assumed it was your father's well, or it, something related to Well, yeah, my dad has one, or had one, and I've, I've got that home, and uh, this one he bought for me when I was... Eight, I think. Wow. Because he always wore it, and I may have said this story in the podcast before, so to anyone who's listening, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but basically, he used to wear it, and he used to jokingly say, um, it was like, it's the patron saint of travel, it's the St. Christopher, so it's made oh. me a good luck charm. And I remember he always used to wear it and say it brought good luck, and neither me or my dad ever believed in luck. But he, um, there's one time he didn't wear it, and we, were, we drove back from France, and our car broke down about a, <gasps> half a mile from the border. As it not the board, but you know when you go onto the Eurostar, there's yeah. the board bit there. And um, I remember, I just remember that really vividly, being like, "That's because he didn't wear the Saint Christopher." I remember, <laughs> that, like, I, was like, I was like eight or whatever. Must and I was like, always because, wear it. Yeah, and he wore that um, until he got really ill. He was always wearing it. And then um, obviously when he died, I got it. Uh, mm. And then I still got it in my drawer somewhere at home. And I'm going to, well, yeah, what I'm going to do is because I got this one, I never take it off, um, or never, very, very, very rarely do. Um, I. I'm going to give dad's one to my kid and then if I can live long enough to see their kid, buy them one and then when oh, I die, my yeah. great grandkid can have it and it hopefully can be like a little thing. Yeah. It's also a bit tongue-in-cheek. That's cause... always nice though, isn't it? Yeah. Having something to pass down. Yeah, definitely. It's also like, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek because uh, my dad was an agnostic and I'm an atheist. So mm. it's kind of like, I really don't believe in the Bible at all and it's kind of like, I sometimes feel a bit of a douche wearing it but I have a feeling, I think that like... <laughs> I have this weird thing in my head of like a, a, a scene that plays out which would never ever happen ever I'll just clarify but it's almost like <laughs> get pulled over by the police right, right but yeah. I don't speed or do anything that dangerous but you know if a tail lights out or something I don't know um, 
put up by the police, they're going to give me a ticket. And then the guy who does it is really religious, sees my pendant and goes, oh, you, oh, you worship the Lord, do you? And I go, I do actually. Yes, we all believe the Lord. And he's like, really, can you prove that? And I went to Catholic school, so I know the oh, Lord's Prayer. Know, you know. So, and I, religion in general does interest me. So I know probably more than the average person, more than the yeah. average secular person about more, more the Bible. More than I would. Probably. Yeah. But I don't know like huge amounts about the Bible, but I, I know enough to probably blag my way through one conversation, you know? So I just have this weird thing where I just, it's not the reason I wear it, it's but gonna it's just... going to get me out of stuff, you know? <laughs> That's what I just think. If I ever got like done for anything, I could just be like, actually, I, I'm um, one with the Lord. Um, it's for the church. <laughs> actually, I think I'm fine. It's like, can you prove that, Mr. Burton? Yes, I can. Our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> Hello, be thy name. I'm not going to do the whole Lord's oh. Prayer because... That'd be unnecessary. <laughs> oh man! But um, we talk about prom and stuff. The, uh, yeah, we started it, off about creative stuff. It's didn't all we? about the tangents. That's all the podcasts yeah. are. So from you obviously did uh, stuff in school. So then you went to college. Yeah. So then I decided, nah, dance is not for me. <laughs> then then did um, two drama courses. So mm. I did performing arts and I did. Um, Drama and theatre studies. I yeah. also did media and English language. Okay. I dropped media in the second year because I didn't really get on with um, the guy who's leading it. No. And I just was like, meh, maybe not. And I did extended project. Okay. And actually I felt like that was more beneficial to me. I did like this really exciting project. It's all about um, body language. You okay. come up with your own idea for extended project. Hmm. And... Um, I just came up with this idea and it turned out to be like this massive research project, <laughs> like um, sort of evaluating people's body language and also um, their voice as well. So what I did was I photographed four different people and then also recorded them saying the first like paragraph from, I think it was from Harry Potter. <laughs> and, um, then I got them to sort of, I then did a research thing and I got like a classroom full of people mm. and said, ask them a certain set, set of questions. They wrote the answers, blah, blah, blah. And I said that they were eight different people, but actually they were just four people. So then at the end I said, right now, actually those eight people are just four people. Mm. So now you have to match those four faces, mm. well, four bodies, because mm. it is a full body picture mm. and to those four voices none of them got it right really at all wow none of them got it right at all one person they said looks horrible would never talk to got really closed off body language and then their voice they were like oh my god their voice is amazing i love their voice they sound so intelligent (laughs) i would love to talk to them Mm. but actually no you said you would you would hate yeah. talking to them because of their body language so it's really interesting about how you judge people's um body or their you know their voice before you mm. see both of them yeah it was a lot of thing with people is um what a lot of people don't understand is when you when you talk and interact with people especially in person it's so much easier to gauge things because yeah. even though you there's a lot of consciousness going on where you can see oh i can see that molly's doing this molly's doing that but a lot of the things that happen is you don't even your conscious doesn't process it your subconscious picks up yeah, on these little yeah, things yeah. you know uh with people you know when someone's walking down the street you can generally tell by thinking about it if they're gonna if they look aggy or not in air quotes mm. you know it's there's certain stances people have you know it's that whole one thing that bothers me though is the whole arms crossing thing being like closed off because when i do it i'm not a closed off person i'm very open but it's like i just often close my arms because my arms, because i don't know where to, what to yeah, do where my do arms, arms it's like, like doing this what? is easy it's like slightly warmer my hands yeah. aren't fiddling with something i'm giving someone my full attention you've got more control them, don't you yeah if i put them in my pockets this gets a bit too hot in my just pockets. dangling yeah just <laughs> alongside flopping you. in the breeze <laughs> just <laughs> flailing along just like 
hoping for purpose. Do I put them on my hips? I don't know. Where do Just I put my arms? Stand there with your hips like you're confrontational, or like one with the arm out of the teapot, or I don't know. It's um, but yeah, you did that project in um, in college. And yeah, then what so, kind and of, so that there? was like um, fun. I never thought I would um, go to uni actually. Oh really? Yeah, I and um, my teachers said that I should go to drama school. Because I was good at drama. Is diff- and, I assume it's different to uni then. That's more yeah, drama to become school, an actor and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like you go through proper intense training. You do Shakespeare. And then you come out and you're an actor. And I you're th- going to take over the world and, you know, have a um, an agent. And then you're going to be in loads of stuff. You're yeah, acting yeah. plays or you're going to go into film and stuff like that. And they sort of push you to go on and do those things. You get things. a lot of con- connections and contacts yeah, as well yeah. for that. They for sort that of, because they've got to have a good, with drama school, mm-hmm. uh, they've got to have a good percentage, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah. 80% are working as actors. Oh, really? 20% are doing this, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So they, um, and drama school, why I didn't go, most of the reason is you have to pay. You you don't get funds to go. So, so, not, so with university, you get... You can get the, so with you uni, get, you can get loans. Yeah, yeah. But drama school, they don't accept loans. So either you get a bursary from being really good mm. and but even for that you have to pay to go to auditions mm. and I don't have money you know like most I don't of my generation come, don't I don't come from a background where my parents can give me money yeah. I, I worked in college for a little bit but that was terrible pay yeah zero hours didn't get a lot of money from that um you know so I wasn't willing uh, to pay money to go to an audition I wasn't for that I didn't agree with it really mm. So I didn't end up going. Everyone thought I would, but I decided to just apply for uni. Um, went to a few places. A lot of them were rubbish. Like I went to Middlesex Uni, and that rubbish for me, shall I say? Yeah, that um, dis universities on my to, podcast. <laughs> I know. Went to Middlesex University, and it just wasn't the right vibe for me. Mm. I was just like, oh, I'm not sure about this. The facilities aren't the standard of which I want to go to a university hmm. for. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And, you know, the college that I went to, Barton Peveril, the facilities there were amazing. Yeah. So to go to a university and the facilities not be up to standard and at that point in time. And you have to spend money as well. Yeah, you have to spend a lot of money. So I was like, oh, maybe not. And I went to a few other places and I was like, oh, God. But then I applied for Chichester, University of Chichester. And I just really loved it there. It was a really small university. Um... But the teachers, the lecturers were great. They're really down to earth and really knowledgeable and working in the arts in various different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, some are practitioners, some are got their own company. Um, so they're all doing stuff. Yeah. They know their stuff. They're in that world. And so I, d- I went to uni and did um, performing arts degree, theatre performance um, at Tri Uni. Yeah, what sort? So, um, do you I assume you still did a dissertation? Um, yeah, so you still do dissertation. I think a lot of yeah, I think a lot of people think because you do a performance based degree hmm. that you don't do any writing. <laughs> well, that's not true, guys. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. Depends on where you go, yeah. but um, yes, we did do have, have to do a written um, dissertation. Did loads of that's one of the main things that I really liked about uni was reading things then writing um essays and like having to think of things to respond to think of things really philosophical things as well and i really love that and that's what i miss about uni actually is like researching things and then like analyzing them Mm. coming up with alternative things Mm. and theories as well like 
that's really fun. Even yeah, though yeah. a lot of people don't like it and they're scared yeah. of writing, but actually, you don't have to be good at writing. You just have to be really curious. And I'm really nosy person, <laughs> so like wanting to find out things mm. and question them as well, which is what uni is about in total. Really, is questioning things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, eighty percent is you. And twenty percent is the lecturers, hmm. whereas in like college or school, it's the other way around. The, yeah, you're getting taught; you're not learning yourself. Really. Exactly. It's all that's why a lot of people suffer with university, and that's why I feel like I may, I, if I'd have gone to uni, I may have done because like I was having an hour at uni. I was tempted to go on a media course because um, I did media in college, and I did well at media, and there wasn't really anything else in my life I really wanted to pursue. Yeah, because I kind of you know part of me wanted to do something to do with film or. Some sort of media. I've always kind of been mm. interested by that. I had a little YouTube show. What about with radio now? You know, you're doing podcasts. Well, funnily enough, I did actually dabble in radio in college. But, did you? Yeah, um, but they said it had to be scripted uh, because of I can't remember if it was the Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross thing, but it was something like that. Oh, right. Where because and a few other instances where if they go off script, um, bad things could happen. Yeah, and people might swear and that sort of thing. Yeah. And you have to get the freedom because yeah. Any decent, most of the decent radio stations as well, you have sponsors, so you can't yes, say yes. or talk about certain things. Yeah. If you listen to BBC, because at my old job at Wisbit, um, when we had Radio Two and Radio One on, um, you know, just while you're working and stuff, and um, a lot of the debates, I think it's Radio Two of Jeremy Vine. Um, you listen to a lot of it, and it was just like Jeremy Vine can't actually say he can't agree or disagree with either point because yeah. you have to try and stay neutral, even though BBC yeah. is actually owned by conservatives, but. That's irrelevant. Mm. It's one of the reasons why uh, whenever there's protests against conservatives it's never shown on BBC News, but yeah. I'm not going to go down that road right now. Anyway. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, with the radio, you've always got someone... I've never liked being told what to do, and a lot of people don't like that. But I like being guided. I'm happy, and I like seeking yeah. help from people. And when I don't know something, I ask for help, and I love people teaching. Mm. But I don't like people forcing you. And that's what, yeah. that's what I didn't like about college as well. I but university is different. Yeah. Yeah. University, with that wasn't what I wouldn't like about uni. What I wouldn't like about uni is having to self-govern uh, with your own workload. Oh, right. Like I'm, I'm quite... Uh, with the podcasting, I set aside um, a certain amount of time every... Uh, every try to do every day, try and post something on social media just to get the word out with the hashtags and all that shit. Uh, and then I interact with people in the podcasting groups I'm in for cross-promotion and just to help each other out. Uh, and then there's also, you know, actually recording it, releasing it, editing it, all the episode art, you know, making sure it all sounds good, putting it on all the websites, that sort of crap. Um, and I enjoy doing that because it's like a labour of love. Yeah. But with university, it's for you do it for a specific set goal. And it's like, I want to get a degree because I want to pursue a career. Mm-hmm. But from college, I didn't, I had a vague idea I wanted to be an accountant and I did accounting yeah. and I was like, no. No, that's so, not working. Yes, not for me. Um, so I liked media but then I was like, oh, there's no guaranteed job at the end of university and that put me off immediately and you get put, especially because yeah. our generation would char- were the first generation I think to yeah, get, to be charged. yeah, like nine grand a year. Well, yeah. it's technically it's, the universities can choose how much to charge you but basically due to, I think the government stopped funding them, they all have to basically charge nine grand to yes. be able to keep going. Um, some charge more I think than that. So medical schools and things like that, I think it can be 12. Um, yeah. So it's just like spending, getting myself in at least 27 grand worth of debt for a degree which would be media which is not necessarily that helpful. I think I'm actually helpful. in like 40 to 50 grand. Well that's what I mean, 27 is minimum. Yeah. That's just, that's not... That's not bored. That's not any other money being yeah. borrowed. That's that's literally but just... it's fake eternity. money, you know, for mm. me. <laughs> I think it's fake money because it doesn't... You know, that loan, that debt, quote marks, debt, you know, it doesn't exist. You know, when you want to buy a house, it doesn't... It's not yeah. considered... It's not the same it, as a normal... It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't get yeah. taken into account. Um, and also, like, if... 
the government, you know, wants to loan me this money and I don't have to pay it back until I earn 22 grand, then mm. fine. Like, well, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. And after 30 years, they're meant to wipe it away. So free money. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, exactly. It's... Why do they... That's what I thought. Like, why do they charge so much money for it? Because if they charge less money, they'd probably make more money back. Yeah. That's the... Because you mm. can earn, obviously. Like, I earn... Oh, God. Nowhere near 22 grand. Yeah. I just say that. And... Yeah. um. So I'm not going to be paying that for a while. Well, I don't. I, I work in insurance brokers. Yeah. I don't earn that. I'm not going to go into what I do earn, but I don't earn 22 yeah. grand. So I earn less than that. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you don't have to pay back. Yeah. Until you earn that much money. So if they if they had done it lower, said it was like four grand, mm. then if you earn, I don't know, 15 grand, which a lot of people can earn. Yeah, yeah. If they work, you know, 40, 50 hours. 40 hours, like 16 yeah. to 18 is normal. And then... Yeah. Um, then... They they would get more their money back yeah. this way where it's so much money mm. and you have to earn twenty two grand I think they put it down to twenty one now but yeah. you know I don't have to pay that back yeah and if you don't ever and if you, you always, always earn less choose, than that and you can always choose to avoid that as yeah. well oh I only work three days then yeah or actually even if you do earn that you only have to pay back like a hundred pounds. Mm every now and again and yeah. it's like ridiculous like it's not much money you won't yeah if you're earning 21 grand then you're not going to miss 100 pounds are you yeah exactly i mean it's i i agree um my thing was more just even the thought sorry that i just completely it. like went no, off no it's good that's the whole point of this so i want to talk to you you're an interesting person it's um yeah it was the uh, the tagline of the show which i don't say very often anymore is oh, yeah. honest conversations for interesting people and you're my interesting person today um <laughs> The uh, or this week or however you want to phrase it, the um, the thing is, it's not necessarily the debt that is oh god twenty seven grand a debt. It's more just if I do earn enough, which I'm aiming to earn more than that in my life, then even though it's payback incrementally, it's still if I did pay back twenty seven grand in total or whatever, that would still be twenty seven grand I pay back. And if yeah. I was if I was like. If you I had can, more passion, yeah, you can still like work your way up in a different way, can't yeah, you? Yeah, if I had the passion, I was like, I know what I want to do, I'm going to do it, I'd be like, yes. But the problem is, because I didn't, and also, I was sick of education by that point, and self-governing, yeah. just being like, okay, even though with the podcast, and now, now that I'm 24, I can... Uh, excuse me, I can sort out my own workload a bit. I keep burping because I'm a disgusting human being. Um, you, you do it on almost every podcast, I've noticed. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've only Just pointing actually, that out for everyone. <laughs> I, think, I think I've done it on... I think I've done it about five or six. I think it's yeah, just the ones. almost, almost <laughs> everyone I've listened to. Yeah, all the, all the best ones. You've only listened to the good ones. <laughs> the... the I just with self-governing it's like you know you go for a couple of lectures and then the rest of the time you have to be like right I'm not going to do anything enjoyable mm. I've got to focus and with me I get too distracted but when it's something different I love different things work for different people don't they mm. so I know a lot of people are earning a lot of money and they don't, I don't think they even went to college you know yeah. because they've had that time not in education mm. working at the things that they love mm. working hard at them and spending that time and now they're at an amazing place yeah. where they're like proper grown ups I'm here like I've only been like a few years out of uni, you know? Exactly, yeah. What time did you get out of uni? 21? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what I really liked about uni was because I did a creative subject. It sort of showed me how to do projects, you mm. know? I do the research, then from that research I create this performance or mm. I create this installation. Yeah. And you sort of figure out how you want to make work or how you could make work mm. or in loads of other ways you figure out 
how am I exploring my creativity and how am I going to do something when I leave uni? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, other subjects might not be anywhere near like that. And yeah. so you can work your way up in different ways. Like you said, you did an apprenticeship as well, yeah, didn't you? So, yeah, and that got me into graphic design yeah. and then organising an admin and it kind of just opened the door. Le- yeah, lead- leaded you to somewhere else that you... Probably I think depending on the role, depending on the, thing, on the job role as well as uh, the individual. It's like certain people work well just job from the get-go from uh, from school or college or whatever, straight mm. away. Other people was apprenticeships, other people was university. Everyone's different. And what I didn't like about college <clears throat> is at college it seemed to be the second year. All they were going on about is UCAS all the time. Just yeah. the, they'd have days where no one would have to go in. Yeah, it's only but, uni. You yeah. only think about uni. That's yeah. all you're allowed to think about. At college, it's like, you, you're good. And I was mm. saying, I told them, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to uni. They're like, no, but you might. I was like, okay, no, I'm not. It's like, yeah. I know that you're saying that you think that I haven't thought this through because I'm like 17 and you think that I don't know what I think. But I am telling you right now as empirical yeah. fact, I am not going to go to uni at this moment in my life. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I'm six months away from finishing college. I have absolutely no idea what I want to do in my life. Which is completely yeah. fine. They didn't see it that way, though. Yeah. They were always like, there was a day I remember where we had off um, and it was, uh, it was like, you have a day off. Okay, but everyone has to come in. Why? To Why? do UCAS stuff. And I was like, but I'm not going to uni. You still have to come in. I was like, okay. I think my so, uni, uh, my college did that yeah. as well, actually. And I went in and uh, I was sat in the classroom uh, in one of the technology computer rooms or whatever. And they were like, um, are you going to fill in a UCAS form? And I was like, no. And that, why not? I was like, because I'm not going to university. And they're like, right, but you should at least pl- apply. I was like, why? I was like, why? why? I was like, why waste my time? I'd rather, do you have any homework to do? I was like, no, because I got it all done because I'm a productive person. I don't need to be babied into doing stuff. Yes. You know, you don't You don't need to sit me here and force me to do it. Mm. And they were like, okay, um, right. And then she got like a, the woman who was in the classroom got someone else. And then this person came in and said, oh, what, um, I was like, you don't want to go to uni? I was like, no. And he was like, why'd you come in then? I was like, because she told me I literally had to. And he looked at her and looked and was like, but you're not going to go? No. And you're not going to do your UCAS form? No. He's like, we can go home then. I was like, thank you. I've been here for an hour, wasting my time, and I had to get up early for this. So thank you very much. And I had to leave. But I think um, Kieran and Reese, um, I think they told their their tutors or whoever it was, um, they weren't going to go to uni either. And their tutors seemed to be fine with it. But mm, so I just this person just wasn't listening. Yeah. So I think we all end up meeting up anyway because on the inset days at school we used to just or yeah. the days where you have um, you go for like fifteen minutes to talk to your tutor and it's just like we always would plan it all the same sort of time. Yeah. And we'd always come out of college at the same time and just have a day off. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was. Well, that just means that your college wasn't doing the right thing, was it? It wasn't no. looking. Oh, right. What are the other other avenues for students? Mm. You know, you can't just push them all to towards university mm. some people just can't do that yeah it's, it's some... not right for them at all some people don't want to so, you know some of it's not right for them yeah that's not their way of learning which is also completely fine so why didn't your college right it's one of those things some people that's just really really bad i don't i think it's less the college and more the individual that, woman yeah. Yeah. but it, sometimes you get those people who are like um really righteous about their own weird causes yeah. and stuff um it's like <clears throat> for example this topic is brought up quite a lot on um, the podcast but with drug reform for example you know I've, I talk about it quite a lot but like one thing regardless of any other drugs it's just cannabis should be legal just because it's so it doesn't hurt anyone it's shown in America it's been fine all this sort of stuff it's just it's eventually it's probably going to be mm-hmm. but 
with it now in Britain, a lot of the police officers, because they had a lot of cuts and stuff, they basically, there was a thing that a lot of the Facebook groups of the Hampshire Constabulary and places like that, they, um, I don't think Hampshire was one of the ones that specifically said it, but one of the other ones more north said it. They were like, just so everyone knows, we're not going to arrest people for smoking cannabis anymore. They're like, if you someone in the street doing it, we'll take it off them or something. If you've got a certain amount on you, we'll take it off you. But they're like, unless you've got like a real large amount or it looks like you're going to deal, we're not going to do anything about it. Okay. Mm. Now, with that, even though it's still illegal, obviously, but yes. most or a lot of police officers won't do anything. But there are the odd one, which you'll get, who's a really self-righteous cop yeah. who thinks that people who smoke weed is as bad as someone you know, injecting heroin because mm-hmm. they hear drug, you're bad, everything. And then mm-hmm. they arrest, you know, if someone's walking out, no one should smoke weed in public. Just to kind of, whether it's legal or not, that's not a good thing to do. But like... Yeah, there could be it, children around, you know, <laughs> some respect. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same as drinking. You shouldn't really get absolutely munted in broad yeah. public but is is you know um but with it you can get certain police officers they'll catch you with a bit of it and they'll just be like oh, just don't do that take it off you go but if people want to because the law someone was really self-righteous who's against all drugs will just they could arrest you mm-hmm. you can actually get jail time if for somehow they pushed it hard enough maybe it wouldn't if it got run through the court or something like that but like it depends on the person and that's for every walk in life you get people yeah. who are like in shop or well, not shops but like um but a lot of people when you've had jobs in the past you just get people we were talking about earlier that people have weird power complexes mm. they have this weird thing where they just need things to be done in a really specific way or they their way calm down you know like, people do need to relax. chill relax smoke some weed they <laughs> <laughs> need the- to relax and realise everyone's not the same as them exactly and there are aven- other avenues in well, any in any aspect i was gonna say what you we were talking about this earlier um just before we started recording about the kids thing and you brought up a really good point with um with kids oh, yeah, children yeah. with children yeah because uh you were discussing you were... We we're talking about childbirth weren't we and children and having children mm. you know because we're at that age now guys 24 a lot of people, our friends have a got lot kids. of our friends have got families you know you know More grown up kid. children yeah <laughs> <laughs> some of the people who have kids when they're 18 they got like a little six year old yeah. my brother my brother justin who's three years older than me He's got a four-year-old, I think, now. So it's just like, Christ. So cute. (laughs) But, you know, we were talking about how having children, it's quite a raunchy thing to say, or, I don't know, against the grain thing to say, Mm. can be quite narcissistic. You know, we both sort of agreed on that. Yeah, 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 100%. I want to clarify, we don't think everyone who has kids is narcissistic. But it can be, yeah, yeah. we think, you know, it can be very narcissistic and people you know going back to the controlling thing people mm. can be very controlling over their own children yeah and that's not okay like you don't own that child that no. child does not belong to you mm. it's not yours to do with however you please and it shouldn't do whatever you want it to because you're its mother or father mm. you know it, it is a child it's a person yeah. it has its own thoughts its own beliefs mm. it's its own being you yeah know? exactly it's, yeah it's um not yours. So, <laughs> you know, that's fine. It's under your care. Yeah, it's under your care, your... Family, blood, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, you're its guardian, its mentor. That's mm. what you're there to teach it how that's to live. That's a good live. way of putting it, yeah. You know, you're there to teach it mm. how to grow up, how to live, how to not kill itself. Yeah. You know, those sort of things. Don't walk in the road. You, you know, you're not there to control everything it does and to crush its creativity or to crush its livelihood. Make, it's not... You can't use your children to live out dreams you fail. Yeah, as well, yeah. Like, God, that happens so a lot. often, That's a lot. It? of time yeah when if someone's but um... it's also really hard isn't it parenting oh, and, gosh, and no. also there's no, there's not to do that exactly it's really difficult not to you know impress yourself mm. on your own child because mm. you know you want it to have the things that you didn't have but sometimes guys 
your kids do not want what you want. Exactly. And like that teacher, you know, mm. you don't want what that teacher wanted. No, she wanted me to go to uni yeah, because you, she's got a thing yeah, in her head about she success thinks, being she uni. She thinks that success is university. And she obviously went to uni because she's a teacher. Yeah. So she has that mindset yeah. of, you should so go to uni because I went. that's what everyone should do. But yes. that's not right. No. So, book yeah. closed. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it is with kids that it is a strange one where it is obviously some people do have kids and they, they use it as a vessel to kind of there's mm. the, you get it quite a lot with child actors where their parents couldn't be actors so their kid can yeah. and then their parents Michael Jackson's dad's uh, probably yeah. the, the biggest yeah. most obvious example everyone probably knows of of just his dad yeah. I don't think was in, in the music industry or at least certainly not as big as Michael Jackson was yes. so he basically abused and forced all his kids to, all his kids. to, to, to basically be in the Jackson <laughs> the best, 5 the best entertainers yeah and he basically broke his son like yeah. Michael, Jack- Michael Jackson is one of the most talented uh, performers I think ever you know he's some of the songs he's written are some of the greatest I think I've ever heard oh and also the dance culture oh. that he brought around well, he changed the, he changed the game he completely he cha- him the Beatles most, and Elvis most dance is based off of you know Michael Jackson's yeah. moves you, you see know. some of the stuff he's done over the years it's madness and obviously mm. he was broken though he was fucked in the head not yeah. I don't think he was a paedophile to be honest in my own opinion we don't know we that's the no problem it's, you don't know what went on in his mind mm. but f- from what I believe personally with him was that he was he thought he almost so much wanted to live as a child. He was almost so naive. Sexuality almost wasn't a thing. Mm. Like I'm not saying I don't know because I didn't know him, but yeah. you know, it almost seems like he wouldn't be sexually abusive or anything just by the logic of he had the fair, he had the fairground right in his back garden. That wasn't I don't think to molest kids. That was because he realised he had loads yeah. of money and there were loads of kids that didn't. Yeah. And so he wanted kids to have a childhood and he wanted to have that childhood because mm. he never had it because he was always working. Back to always. the impression again. Exactly. And mm. that's because his dad forced him into that. Yeah. So, you know, even though you can, unfortunately, make some real great beings, that's the problem, is that you would normally fuck them up. <laughs> as well as a child actress. <laughs> yeah. You get a Girl, lot of... That's the, that's, you know, that's the worry, isn't it, I guess, of every parent. Oh, How yeah. do I not destroy my child <laughs> the way i kind of describe being a parent would be you have to raise your kid to be as least fucked up as possible and fucked up in the right ways because yeah. because the thing is is you're going Best to fuck up your kid mad, you know? well that's it you're gonna fuck up your kid just flat out. <laughs> not, not to, just to clarify every parent uh, and people who haven't got kids anything like that you will fuck up your child. That's because that's what parents do. You, you, that's unfortunately you it's can in the be. Rule book. Well, you can be the best parent in the world. You can do everything in air quotes perfectly, mm. but you're gonna fuck them up somehow. Because if you're 100 percent completely supportive in all the right ways, that's great. But there's gonna be other aspects where maybe because you're so supportive, you're slightly more lax on certain things. Mm. And just because of that, they may be arguments sake a little bit less organized or something yeah and then that just makes a bit of a messy individual that's mm. not a character flaw necessarily no but there's no one you meet who go that's that's a perfect person you know some people yeah. are too ocd or too messy or late all the time or too uh, strict about timings or really weirdly controlling about random things or other people just don't give a shit about anything and there's all these no one's got everything you mm. know everyone's fucked up in some way and mm. most of the time that comes starts at least from your parents being fucked up in some way yeah so I just kind of look at it as when so I have a kid who was that first person huh oh, the first that ruined us all it was Adam and Eve wasn't it of course it was a god <laughs> our lord and saviour it was uh, Adam and Eve were the, the faults they were the god ones god damn that apple yes they were the ones who god they... damn Eve being a curious woman <laughs> how we dare she punish the whole world now <laughs> forever literally <laughs> the whole human race for the 300,000 years we've been how about how dare you always question life 
How dare you ever ask questions about anything ever? Yeah. Even though it was that. I'd, one thing that did crack me up in the Bible, though, I will say, I've, um, with with religion. I'm, once again, I'm, I've got a problem with people being religious or anything like that. And I had a conversation with a buddy of mine called Dom actually about religion as a whole. I've, I'm obviously an atheist. He's a conservative Christian. It's a really good chat. We had about an hour long about uh, religion. It's really good. And um, so I've got a problem with that. But the whole idea of the Adam and Eve thing is like, well, I believe in evolution, and there's a lot of evidence to that. So it probably didn't happen, Adam and Eve. But the funny thing was, when I was told in primary school, because I went to a primary, uh, Catholic primary school, I remember them telling me the story, and I was always like, it made no sense to me. They were like, snakes used to have legs, and then because it, snakes were punished by God for convincing um, Eve to bite the apple, so he took their legs away, right? But lizards exist. <laughs> like, that's all. Like, a lizard... Oh, yeah. Like lizards. Damn, they didn't think that one through. Like I know that you don't necessarily get snake like lizards that are like you know fifteen foot long with loads and loads of legs like giant mm. weird millipedes. But you like that is basically a, mm. a lizard is basically a snake with legs, isn't it? Because reptiles yeah. are all pretty similar yeah. to each other in a lot of ways. But you know that just when I was younger, I always used to ask that, and I used to say to my classic Mike. That's it. Yeah. When I, was, I used to really know my teachers when I was young. I corrected. I actually corrected my teacher, Miss Halliwell, once in year six. Uh, she, we were talking about commas and she was teaching us about commas and grammar and there was one on, there's a sentence she wrote on the board and I said that she should have a comma in the middle of it and she argued with me about it saying you don't talk, tell me how to teach the class blah 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 and I was like sorry miss but I think that really should be and she eventually sent me out and I was like okay and I got sent out and for like five ten minutes she came back in so I can get you again okay I came back in there was a comma on the board yeah. <laughs> I was like don't squash my curiosity in my thing. He was right. He was right. Well, you knew me from school, from sec- secondary school. You know, I was like my fucking complex of thinking I knew everything all the time. Yeah. And that's those moments stuck with me. Yeah. Where if a teacher just went, oh, yeah, you're right, Mike. Sorry, I missed that. Humans make mistakes. That'd be it. Yeah. But instead of people yeah, building... Back to the complex, isn't yeah, it? Well, yeah. My dad. But that was a learning point, wasn't it? For yeah. her to go, she could have been like, well done. That was a test. <laughs> well done. I've you, you. I've taught you well. Yeah, you exactly. now know where a comma should go on the board. Well done, Mike. Everyone say well done, Mike. <laughs> everyone clap. Tell Mike he's better than everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know she could have handled that a bit better. Could have but... done, and I always remember that as well. Yeah. So it's just like one of those weird little things. She's like, annoying. How annoying is that? But um, we'll loop back round and uh, <laughs> we'll loop it all back round, trying as inorganically as possible. Nice little uh, segue. Um, so we're talking about. Um, so you went to uni and did uh, theatrical mm. stuff w- with your dissertation. Then let's talk about um, the mm. performance because it was a was it a one woman show? Yeah. So the <clears> dissertation <throat> um, was about something completely different. So we did a set of modules like you do. Um, we had to do. I did a workshop, so I did an installation, and then um, then a solo performance and then also like a production mm. so um did a production with my friend emily okay. and we did uh, a show about being a superhero actually okay which is, um good fun so i basically trained to be a superhero me and emily and we sort of based it on the characters of batman and robin so she was robin i of course <laughs> was batman <laughs> and um so i had that voice throughout it you know okay. good evening that's how I introduced the show. And um, it's good fun. So we trained for like two whole months to become like strong superheroes. I was like training to become more um, sort of fit, get better stamina. Mm. Um, and in the show, I did over a hundred squats, you know. Really? Yeah, it was really good. I don't think I can do that get, now. Ask me to do five now, probably die. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
it was all about um back to narcissism actually and about to um altruism and how you can never be truly altruistic and oh. that's um you can never be truly charitable of interest um, was that just because if you when you do good things you get the good feeling is it that sort of idea yeah of it? you do it so you feel good yeah so you it's know, kind of like selfish all, in that way. It's, it's always selfish or you and want people to like you so the you do superhero nice is like the worst character mm. ever because they to be a superhero to save people that means you have to think that you're better than everyone else mm. you also have to think that people need to be saved <laughs> and so that is like classic white man syndrome isn't it <laughs> yeah. know, we're the white men we need to save the world yeah all right because we know the best right? <laughs> we're better so, than all of you we've got yeah. all the power and all the money because we keep it that yeah. way and we also sort of looked into ge gender stereotypes and stuff and how women women are never really proper real women heroes really yeah, they've the always like, got a phallic object or one back or to you know you've, got you've said tiny little yeah you've, you've spoken about freud haven't you yeah, so yeah, yeah. um you know women always have like a phallic object you know an alien she mm. has a gun and the gun is always like representing a penis mm. basically that's her weapon that's her manly shaft and so it's always you know that they're, they're always women are always flawed in every way, in any sort of superhero movie. Right. They've always got flaws. So that's we sort of looked into that a bit mm. and we sort of tried to represent it um, throughout the show. It was also about just failure right. as well. So, like, you know... How long was the show, interest? It's an hour long. Well, it's 45 minutes okay. to an hour. Oh, wow. So it's quite a long show. Um, it also commented on, like, my body. Like, my body's really fat guys for those of you who don't know me i've got a fat body right so i can't be a good superhero no matter how much i try i'm never gonna be well maybe in like 10 years maybe but at that time in that show i'd never be strong enough healthy enough to be able to save someone right and so it's also talking about not just talking about like heroes and stuff we're talking about a whole lot of other things about mm. you know how my body is a failure you know fat equals failure in society mm. and so i'm not a successful human body right <laughs> so we sort of talked a little bit about that throughout our show yeah um yeah so it was, that was fun we had a lot of water guns and um <laughs> water bombs and um i was going through trials it was all about me really robin aka emily <laughs> was my sidekick yeah. but she was like the pretty woman she was in like um what they call it unitard oh, yeah. and like high heels so that was the way she was getting held back mm. it was her womanhood the fact that she had to wear high heels held her back right i yeah, see yeah so she yeah. couldn't really do anything because she's a woman that's clever high heels, yeah you know so that's the sort of things we did <laughs> and that was production that was good fun so um but you feel terrible after that show. Like when we both did it, we came off stage and we were both crying just because like you've just spent a whole show trying to do something and you're failing at it. That's the whole point of the show. Yeah. But like you do feel terrible. After you, I cried. I was like, cried into my friend Sa Sasha's shoulder. And I was like, <laughs> but that was just because it's emotionally and very physically Draining. Yeah, draining, yeah. yeah. Any you're, you're trying is... really hard and yeah. you're failing really bad. You know? <laughs> did you do well in your... I'm not going to necessarily... Yeah, we did, we did very well. How did um, you do in uni? I'm my interested. degree, actually, I was a slither off of a first, actually. Oh. Um, I got 69.33. So that's just under a first to be 
if you're 70, if your degree is 70 or over, like after all your units are counted up, that's a first. So basically one of, if one of my units, I got 69 for one of my units, if that was a 70, I would have got a first. Oh, but wow. really that doesn't mean anything to me. Mm. You know, I did the projects. I did really well in some and sort of like normal two ones in others. So half two ones and half firsts, apart yeah. from that one that I got a 69. But that, hey. <laughs> but um, I had a great time, did loads of nice things. University of Chichester, guys, if anyone wants to do theatre. The official sponsor of yeah, Daniel Chit Chat. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't well, it? Well, we could, we could. That'd be nice. <laughs> I'll call them up. <laughs> I don't think I'd appreciate the amount of swearing I do now. I often complain about education in general. So. No, well, try uni. We don't We do not do that. We don't. Um, you can have your own expressions. Oh, yeah. I'm, just, yeah. I'm not saying all unis and all education in the whole world is bad. No, no. It's more, my, my, aim, my thing, whenever I critique education, it's more so school and college. And yeah. More, more just trying... Because we were talking about this earlier on the beach as well, where the when we talk about the, the lower sets... And yeah, where, you yeah. know, the lower sets, in air quotes, the stupid people, where yes, they're not actually yeah. stupid. There's a lot of people in the they lower sets. They just don't fit into the structure of how the school's set out. And that's the bad well, structure Wayne, of school. Wayne, for example, obviously yeah. he was on the podcast. He was in a, a, I can't remember what set he was in, but he was, I was in the top set for English. And I think he was in the second top set yeah. for English. Well, he's written two books. Yeah. And you hear it in the podcast, he's much more oh, articulate God, than I am. He's amazing. I he, loved his podcast. And he's so much more articulate than I am. And he's more intelligent. And he's got a degree in paleontology. He's got a degree in paleontology amazing. written two books. And I was in the higher English class than him. It's like, that makes yeah, no sense. You know, this, this no school sense. structure isn't amazing. No, um, I mean, granted, you have to have a, a huge... They're so... Yeah, so basically, everyone students, goes through it. Yeah. So it's so difficult. But they should try and hand-tailor it a bit more. I'd say mm. they should. It's more... They should have more money to be able to do these things, but so there's not enough money. Schools are now have to, you know, they have to be money making machines now. Most that's of them, there's loads of academies and how they have to make, make call, their that's own what, money. Is academy? Is that what the difference is between? Because I know that really, yeah, that's how I've understood it. Mm. Uh, don't quote me on that, but yeah. I, I, how I see it, is academies mostly are run by businesses, yeah. and they they've got to make money. Yeah, because it does change. Like uh, certain places do change. Like a uh, like, uh, Chamberlain. We, when we were going there at the start, it was Chamberlain Park School, and then it became Chamberlain College of the Arts. I think is it the Academy now? Or something. No, like I that? think it still is College of the Arts. So, but it's college, and I wonder if calling it a college is any oh, different. Yeah, I wonder what that does. Because College of the Arts, maybe if you call yourself an arts college, you get better. Yeah, so, you'd get better the funding. Grants and stuff, yeah, right? you would yeah, get yeah. funding for that. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that was the. Sort of thing. That, that was probably it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. most Call likely. Ourselves college for the arts. That's what we'll I did wonder about. Extra, extra dosh. Yeah, for the arts. And obviously, it, Chamberlain. Chamberlain wasn't one of the highest academic. I mean, I was in top set for relatively everything. And that just shows I'm not one of the smart. <laughs> I'm not one of the smartest people there is. That's very clear. I, sh- I probably would, education-wise, I'd probably put myself maybe second top set-ish. That general idea. Maybe top set for maths, because I was quite good at maths. But like everything else, like second top set, maybe third mm. top set, depending. But I was in top set because everyone else wasn't as top, wasn't as high achieving. Now, mm. the thing is, though, is that there's so many people at our school who are so much more talented than I am in a hundred other ways. Yeah. A lot of it was to do with the more um, vocational things, you know. Mm. We had a huge amount of music stuff going on. Even people, you get people who are in lower sets who are quote-unquote the stupid ones, which obviously, on a clarify, I don't think anyone in the lower sets are stupid. No. But it's the, the stigma that goes with it. But you get some of those people who would play instruments, and they'd be amazing at it. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, oh, Callum. Um, like, Callum was in... 
second top and third top sets, okay? McCallum's not stupid at all. You know, he was an engineer for, um, a mechanic rather, for First Bus for many years. He's currently working in recruitment. And he writes music and lyrics and all these sorts of other things. Yeah. He's incredibly talented and he's very and intelligent. successful at what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. And he's got, like, I've had him on the podcast and um, we've talked about his music and stuff and he's in a, a hardcore band. And it's, it's a brilliant band and some of his lyrics are fantastic. But yeah. because he didn't, f- because in the academia and the way they sort of judge things, he didn't it didn't connect with him in the right way i think way. also like you don't really know who you are for a long Fucking long time hell, no, not at and all. i think you don't really understand a lot of things no. for a long long time i know that you know only recently you know in the last few years you know i've really sort of understood oh yeah i can do that thing or yeah oh yeah i can just you know yes realizing you sort of realise yourself more, I think. You mm. become a lot more self-aware. Yeah. A lot more um, aware of, like, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to learn, what you want to do. Mm. Like, how on earth are you meant to know what you want to do when you're that age? I have no idea. Well, especially when you haven't done anything else. You know what when you When you've enjoy. only done education. Yeah. Exactly. And also, like, you have to pick, like, three things. Yeah. You know, I did all creative subjects, but... I also wanted to do French. I also wanted to do history. I did French history. I couldn't do those things Mm. because I also really wanted to do these fun things that I was doing. Exactly. And like, you can't make it. You know, how do you how do you choose? And then, like in college, you have to have certain grades for certain things. So, if you wanted to do history, could you just start history? No, you have to have a a, you know a GCSE and something or something like that. So, what? Why is Both it defined? Why is it so defined so early? Like, mm. well, it shouldn't I, be so shut shut off to you. Oh no, sorry, you can't do that A level because you, you uh, didn't make that choice. You when didn't you didn't make that choice when you were like 14. five years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like you know, with um, with me for example. Now I took French as GCSE, and I can't speak French at all. I'm, I was terrible at French. But now that the age then, I didn't care really, mm. and I wasn't very interested by it. So I just I'd taken French in primary school. I did a bit of after school club of French and stuff, Ooh, even though it didn't, it didn't sink in. I just, I know very little French <laughs> at all. Um, but with that, it's now at my age now. If I could enter college now, I wouldn't. I don't think I still do media, but yeah. and but I wouldn't do everything the same. Yeah. I def I'd probably take another language. Think about mm. it because I'd like to know another language. Yeah. But when you're when you're between the age of 10 and 18, that's the age where everything around you is changing. You're yeah. trying to figure out yourself, trying to mm. figure out social dynamics and how the world works and your parents and you start being more aware of actual problems in life. Like when you're six or seven, if you come from a broken home, it's different. But yeah. If you don't, generally you don't notice parents arguing that much or what they're arguing about. You don't understand it all. When you get to like 10-ish, you start to click onto things. If your parents are having financial difficulties, when you're around 10, yeah. you get the vague idea yeah. of that. Things start clouding over you and shadowing over things. And it's like, mm. at that age where everything is changing so much, it's so hard to figure it out. But I've mm. had this discussion with people before and I, I'm i not really sure what the sort of... I don't know what the solution is. I feel like almost like you'd have you'd have to pump in so much money into the educational system and you'd have to get you'd have to have workshops and huge amount of mm. things for have like almost a whole year where every student almost tries out a month or, or a week or whatever, or in a month tries four different things, something like that, of every single different thing for one year yeah. in between school and college, you just try everything and then when you want to go into college, whatever you're interested in, you can just do it. You don't have to have a yeah. previous because as you say, like 
choosing a GCSE when you're I mean you choose them when you're 14 I right, think right in year 9 isn't yeah. it so yeah so when you're 13 or 14 years old mm. well you'll make a 13 14 year, year old making a decision of their GCSE which will affect their choice in college which will also affect their choice in uni which will affect their job you're making a 13 year old choose their future career it's like yeah 13 year olds know fucking nothing yeah I was 13 I knew nothing well I know you th- think you know everything that, well, that's 13, the problem don't you, you that's when you start <laughs> tweaking on the stuff but no, no 13-year-olds... Basically, the way I describe children is... Children... Are, I've got a problem with children. But children are just small, weak, stupid people. Because that's what they are, aren't they? It's <laughs> I true, can't though. believe you just said that. It is true, though, isn't it? Think about it. Like, they, they don't know anything because you know as you grow older, you learn about stuff. Not, not every 13-year-old's an idiot, but comparatively to a normal adult. If you compare a 30-year-old to a 13-year-old, the 30-year-old is going to be stronger. The 30-year-old is most likely going to be more intelligent, have more ideas of what's going on. And it's just like... Because you you can't at that age have a good enough understanding of yourself or the world around you because it's too much. It's like a sensory overload. You can't understand what's going on in your immediate vicinity. Mm. So it's just. I think I might disagree with that a little bit. Go on. Then. I think, like, you are a completely different person. Like mm. from me, now twenty four, looking back to when I was thirteen, you know, I've still got the same personality. I find the core sort of is thing. the same, but the outer still the core, same core. But mm. yeah, I didn't know everything, but. I knew what I thought in that moment. And mm. I still think that's really important. I think some people might misunderstand what you're saying right, okay. and think that, oh, well, you're just saying that 13-year-olds don't know anything. Oh, which, no, yeah. yeah I, that's which not, is what, not what you're yeah. saying. I realise that's yeah. how I came off. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm just sort of adding to that. Like, yeah. obviously, like you know what you're thinking in that moment yeah, and yeah. you can understand the world in that moment and, mm. you, and you do have a voice and you have the right to have a voice. Mm. And I think... But you, you change, don't you? And yeah. then you realise, oh, actually, I didn't know everything at 13. But you still knew what you knew then. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think I think comparing... You, yeah. I think it's more comparing myself now to myself. Because yeah. a lot of pe- like a lot of, um, a lot of the podcasters I listen to are older. They're like 30 to 40. And they t- they talk about 20-year-olds being stupid. And 20... People up to the age wow, 25. are we going to be like that when we're... <laughs> Probably. They talk about people being like, oh, when you're 23 or 24, you don't know what you're doing. And it's like, when I was that age, I was an idiot. And I'm, and I'm obviously 24. And I'm like... But I'm not an idiot. But then when I'm 40, I'm going to think I'm an but idiot now. But when you were 13, you thought that as exactly. well. Exactly. So maybe so it's, a, it's more of a comparative thing. thing I, will, I will be fair. Oh yeah. I will be fair. I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to 13-year-olds and no knowledge comes out. Mm. Because you get you get a lot of kids or even like seven or six. Amazing. They come up with such profound, brilliant, intelligent things. Yeah. That, like, I've, I've, I think I might have used this example before on the podcast. But uh, my niece, Amelie... <clears throat> And that's the end of part one. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Um, part two will be released next week, so you can look forward to that. And you get the, I'm sure you're all clamoring for what that example I was going to use for my nieces. Well, no worries, guys. You can wait till next week and all will be revealed. Um, apart from that, I also, me and, me and Molly do talk about sort of children's intelligence a bit more. Uh, we go into more depth into what I sort of meant. I mean, just to clarify, when I said children are all stupid, I, I don't actually, I, I think I did clarify a little bit of this but i don't actually think children are dumb it's more a comparative of looking back on yourself from you know 10 years ago seeing that that sort of idea so if anyone's really angry at me i'm sorry but if you would wait for a week listen to the second part of the podcast and then if you still if you still think that my justification isn't uh good enough then you can start i don't know tweeting at me mean things or something i'm not whatever i'm sure you'll do that anyway but that's fine um yeah and in part two we continue to talk about some of the other things that molly's been doing putting on events for young people what she do with a million pounds 
productivity or what it's like being self-employed um and her actual job role in the intro uh i didn't i couldn't figure out what it was i said like the three vague-ish sort of descriptions but she actually mentions it right at the end of the second part of the podcast um and it's a creative collaborator so that's molly's uh one of her job roles of the three um but yeah so that's what's coming up in part two uh, in the coming weeks um i believe i've got a conversation with my buddy jack um i can't remember exactly what we talk about uh, i know that we speak about aliens at some point um <laughs> so we talk about aliens and we go quite deep into space um not literally we talk about going deep into space um and then yeah i've got a couple other ones uh, lined up um i'm aiming to release a special one on father's day which lands on a sunday so we'll keep in the the standard schedule um so i i should be uh releasing one then but i'm not going to give too many details about that yet just in case uh it doesn't work out um another science but simple i think will be on its way i try and release one of them every I don't know, six or seven episodes or something um and then I've got a few more people sort of lined up in the coming weeks I'm going to be recording with, um, one, one of whom uh, used to be or is still in the army. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting chat. Um, and as Molly said at the end of this podcast, um, she mentioned a transgender person. Nope, that's the end of the next podcast. Spoiler, the end of part two, me and Molly talk about one of, our tra- one of her transgender friends. Um, and I'm hoping that after I release these two uh, sort of parts of Molly, then I can eventually get in touch with her and this uh, transgender person and then potentially have them on the podcast because that would be i'd really be interested in that sort of chat um yeah anyway i think i'm kind of done uh, rambling on um i've put molly's uh, details in the description uh, the false starts promo that you heard at the start um that will also um the details of that's in the description all the usual jargon you know follow us on instagram twitter and facebook review us on itunes but you know send us dms or public messages or whatever anything is completely acceptable I think that's basically everything, guys. Um, thanks, as always, for tuning in and always listening to me say um a hundred times in the in the intros and outros, which I can always hear myself doing it, and it triggers me so badly. But if I try to not do it, it makes it worse. So sorry about that, and I'll speak to you next week.